So we're in the media center with fifth place finisher Joseph Newgarden of Team Penske. Joseph, fifth place, uh, not on the podium, not a victory, but my sense is since you gained points on the rest of your championship contenders, this might feel like a victory. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked more points, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's not a bad result for us. Um, you know, we kind of, I made our bed for us yesterday in qualifying. You start 13th, you kind of put yourself in a hole already. And we just kind of tried to climb out of it today as best as possible. And, and uh, I don't think we can be mad about where we climbed to. It was, it was pretty decent. Um, you know, what could have happened if we started up front more? Maybe we could have done more damage and, and uh, won the race or finished second or third and, and, and been a little better off. But I think for, for the most part, fifth is, is uh, pretty pleasing on the day. You know, we, we just missed all that chaos. It, it happened right in front of me in turn one. So I was in the mess. Uh, but fortunately, we didn't touch anything. It was just right in front. I stopped and then went around it. And then we got going again. But um, yeah, I mean, a relatively good day, I guess, for, for the most part. Now we'll, we just need to have a better weekend in Laguna. You know, obviously, it's still going to be quite tough with double points. If it wasn't double points, I think it'd be a lot easier. But uh, double points is going to make it difficult. Given how close you were to the two cars that made contact, was it a, a real challenge to get stopped there? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I flat spotted my right front just a little bit. Um, it was at really low speed, so it wasn't terrible. But uh, I was just trying to stop. I had nowhere to go because it was right in front of me. So, and I couldn't really, you know, in the, in the decision making process, I couldn't really go right because Ray Hall was coming right at that moment. And then once they hit, they were kind of flowing to the left. So then I was just kind of stuck right in the middle. So I just waited for all to stop and then went around it. So I was I was kind of lucky in a way. Did you say anything to yourself like? Because the first thing I thought of was Scott Dixon last year. I mean, he basically didn't hit anything either. Yeah, I mean, the, well, the, you know, the, well, his was even worse. That was that was bad. No, I mean, I was just trying to stop, stay out of the way. I was like, man, it's lap one. Last thing you want is to get into a wreck. So I just tried to stop and went around, and then it was all good after that. Okay. We'll have questions from Tony. We'll start uh, over here on your right. I'm not sure where the mics went. All right. I'll repeat the question. Did that, did the contact on lap one change the strategy uh, for the rest of the day? Yeah, I think it just took so long for that yellow. I mean, it was, it was really perplexing actually why it took so long. And the more the laps ticked off, the more you go, well, this is a no-brainer two-stop, like you said. You know, why would you do a three-stop? A three-stop is going to be more of a gamble at that point than a two-stop. So I think, you know, the guys that didn't want to gamble, it was a pretty easy decision to, to go to two. Yeah. Question right here, front Jason. Can you talk Can you about just talk about this track a little bit. How much you enjoy this track, and and then Hinchcliffe sort of made a comment about it. He's been out on the first lap in the first two, and he says that corner is just so difficult for people. Of course, he's probably a little frustrated. But what do you think of that corner? I mean, well, I mean, I was all right with it. It is a tough corner, you know. It can sneak up on you, but uh, um, it looked to me like just one person. I don't know. I, I shouldn't comment because I have not seen the replays, but it sounds like one person caused the whole issue there. Maybe I'm wrong. It was just, it was just Ray Hall, right? Ray Hall missed the breaking point. 
that's all it takes. It takes just one person, but you know, you can get that anywhere. Um, I don't know if that's a Portland thing necessarily. For, for sure, there's more history here of turn one incidents, uh, maybe more so than other places, but I, I like it here. I think it's a great track. Uh, we got a great fan base up here, which is really important for us. Um, it's a track where you can't have, a, there's not much margin. You can't make a lot of mistakes here. Same thing in qualifying. That's what happened to us. I just made a small mistake, and it, it's just so tight that it shoves me you know, just out of transferring. And that's just the nature of this place. If you make a small mistake, it really penalizes you. So I think from a driver's standpoint, it's a lot of fun. And um, I've, I, it's very fun to drive. It's great atmosphere, like I said. So I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Right in front. As uh, he alluded to, Dixon avoided serious trouble last year, finished fifth, and went on to win the championship. You avoided trouble here. You finished fifth. I thought you'd be more comfortable with the larger points lead, but your buddy, Mr. Sendrick, says, well, we were kind of hoping to be maybe 50 or more up. Yeah, 60 would have been better. 60? Yeah. Uh, really, 70. 70 would have been nice. Uh, <laughs> Keep it growing. Heck, 90. 90 would have been lovely. No, it's, it's, not, it's honestly not enough with double points. It's just not. So I don't think, yeah. we're, I don't think we're very comfortable. But, um, you know, yeah, maybe we've got Scott's mojo from, like, you know, it's like Scott could do no wrong last year. He just, nothing ever bad happened to him. And this year he's had a couple small things hit him here, right, right at the end, the radiator and now the battery deal. Or that's what it sound, I don't know what it was, but it sounded like that's what it was. You know, it's like he's got the complete opposite of what he had last year. So that's IndyCar. Sometimes this cycles around. You know, you'll get the good years, you'll get the bad. Hopefully we continue to have a good year in, in Laguna and then kind of finish it off because you never know when you're going to have a bad year again. So it's far from over, but uh, I, I for sure would rather be in the position we are in instead of second or third. Question on your left from Wolfgang. Yeah, um, Joseph, you just said earlier the double point situation at the final round in Laguna will it more difficult. Is it maybe not an advantage for you, or can we not advantage for you that number one, IndyCar never have driven for such a long time in Laguna, and second, that Penske has driven so many races in Laguna, okay, with different cars, but collected a lot of data, know what to do and what not to do? Well, I think because we have test days there coming up before the race weekend, it kind of equals out for everybody. I don't think anyone has an advantage. Um, you know, with it being new, I don't know that that helps us. It, it brings more unknown. You know, I think it's more of a variable that it's a brand new circuit, essentially, because we've, it's been so long since we've been there. New car, new tires, it's all different from last time. So it's essentially a new circuit. We don't really know what it's going to bring. And I think that's just more of a variable. I don't, know it, I don't think it helps us. I think it's just, it's, it's a wild card, if anything. By the time you navigated turn one and then turn two and you went through the little chicane, was that relief or was that frustration that you're 18th? At least that's how you exited. More relief. I was just thankful that no one plowed into me. You know, that's what you're waiting for is like someone to hit you or uh, something, just something bad to happen. And, and it almost did, but we just fortunately avoided it. And I wasn't really worried about where we came out just because you know, it was lap one. It was like, that doesn't matter. As long as we can get through the start, then we can get going. So I was more happy about that, that we, we got through it with a car that was still in one piece. Did you know Pagano got hit behind you? I had heard he may have had a suspension issue. Chilton ran in the back. Did he? Yeah. Well, see, he wasn't so lucky. He wasn't as lucky as me with that, yeah. What, did he still finished seventh, though, right? Yeah. That's good. So the next two weeks, no race? Is this can't wait to get started and run it, run the race? Or are you 
Yeah, I happy wish for just, a break. Uh, it'd be nice to just go do it next weekend, but you know, we'll take the time, take the time, and try and be as ready as we can be. All right, last question here from Jeff. Uh, following up on what he was just asking, <clears throat> I mean, it's not like you're just jumping right into another race. I mean, it's a long layoff for such a big race coming up. So, <clears throat> how do you deal with that mentally? I mean, how do you process that? Do you try to push the pressure part of it aside? Do you just focus on it more? How do you deal with that? Uh, I think you just treat it like any other race, you know. And, and we have breaks in the schedule that are a couple uh, good job. Um, couple weeks in between, so it's not abnormal for us. You know, we, we've we've done it before, so it's not abnormal. Yeah, so we'll just we'll take all the time we can to get better and and talk about it and research it and just try and be prepared for when we show up. You know, the the Thursday helps a lot. We've got a full test day there before the weekend, so it kind of gives you a lot of time to get in the mode that you need to be for the finale. All right, all right. We'll ask one more of of Joseph real quick. Just, just one more question. You had a lot of push to pass left after the restart. Tried to climb up. You had about a minute and a half. I mean, 80-something seconds. Was there ever a thought to really go all out to try to get up to third or second after the restart? Uh, I mean, you know, I saw Colton struggling a bit. I think maybe we could have, you know, forced the issue if we needed to, but... It just wasn't a need, you know. We avo we avoided a big mess in the beginning. Uh, we climbed as much as we could, and, and you know, once we got to that fourth or fifth place, that's just where we were. You know, we it was going to be forcing the issue to do anything else. So, you know, we just had that to really protect, and um, that's all we were planning to do with it. You know, wasn't just weren't able to make much more happen. I think our, our you know, our kind of destiny was set at that point. We were just trying to bring it home. Thanks to Joseph, and uh, we'll see you here in a couple weeks. We'll bring in second-place finisher Felix Rosenquist of Chip Ganassi Racing and Alexander Rossi from Andretti Autosport. We'll start with uh, Felix. I guess you're saving a place for the race winner. I thought maybe you didn't want to sit next to Alex. He's all right. <laughs> Felix, uh, strong finish. You're tied your best finish in IndyCar. What were your thoughts of, of this one? And did you feel like you had a chance on Will at the re last restart? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a pretty good race. Uh, we had good fuel mileage. Kind of hoped for a little bit less safety car uh, because Honda is, in general has been stronger than Chevy on fuel mileage. Uh, but it was a flat-out race from, you know, quite many laps in the end. Um, I, I was really strong on the reds. I thought that was that. That's where we made our race. Uh, really good, uh, you know, almost no degradation, and could just keep doing really good laps with good fuel mileage. Uh, so I, I definitely thought we had a chance uh, when we put on the blacks to the end. But uh, I thought Will uh, and Penske were a bit better on on the blacks, and we, we couldn't really do much there. I, I sort of closed the gap, and then I thought I used my tires a bit too much, and then I kind of struggled in the end with a loose car. So. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, it's good uh, starting P5, uh, finishing second, uh, definitely take it. Good to, to show the NTT data car up there two times in the end of the year. So try to go for the win in Laguna. And Alex, it probably feels like it is what it is today, a podium finish. Normally it's a pretty good finish, and yet Joseph comes home fifth. You're 41 back going to the last race of the season. So either sum up today or look forward for tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was <coughs> kind of a... The, the best we could do today. I think that, you know, we, we didn't have the pace of the two leaders, which is the most disappointing part. Um, you know, we were kind of just stuck in third, and, um, you know, I felt like we had Colton covered, but 
couldn't couldn't really challenge um, Will and Felix. So good job to them. But uh, yeah, I mean, as you said, uh, Joseph came from a pretty disappointing or bad first lap for him, and, and still finished fifth. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Laguna. I mean, obviously, double points uh, creates a lot of opportunity. We saw what happened in 2015 with JPM and Scott. So uh, we'll just try and go and win, and uh, hopefully, the rest takes care of itself. I'm going to ask you if you anticipated. Uh, your teammate Ryan Hunter Ray with his move on Jack Harvey. It looks like you probably recognized the situation pretty early and backed out approaching turn one and then were able to avoid contact. Yeah, I think Ryan just missed it for whatever reason. I think he was defending against me and maybe got caught up in that. But it's unfortunate because, you know, I think he was a strong car and, and that would have ultimately taken points away from Joseph. But um, either here nor there, uh, it was a spot for us at the time. So. Questions? We'll start uh, right there. We can start right there in the back. Did testing here earlier. Did testing here earlier help you out any? Um, yes and no. I think we rolled off okay, and it's it, it, there's so many good teams and drivers here that you know most everyone figures it out by Friday evening and going into practice three on Saturday morning. So when we tested here, it was like 55 degrees. Um, and these Firestone tires are very sensitive to ambient and track conditions, so it was unfortunate because we came in like a hot part of the year. It was just a really cold day, so I don't think that what we had was was super relevant. It wasn't bad. It just it's not like we had an advantage on other teams. Question on your right. Two questions for Felix. The first one is, of course, you had a good run here at Portland compared to where do you stand now about the circuit? What before? Or you came here and now where you at after finishing second and the other question is do you feel anything similar from mid ohio of course the tires had some similarities you said how i feel about the track yeah compared to friday when you came here the first time i mean i thought we were we started off really well our, our car felt spot on uh first practice and then it kind of went away from us towards qualifying what Alex said, you know, that the track is really sensitive to temperature and the, the balance of the car changes, in, not even between sessions, but also during a run, it changes massively. And that's why in the end of the race, we had massive oversteer and it kind of came out of nowhere. So it's a tricky place for sure. It's a, a tricky surface uh, to, to try to figure it out. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was a good, you know, it's good fun, this track. Uh, definitely a good race. Question on the far right from Jeff Gluck. It's for Alex. Um you know, I, I doubt that you are any the type of guy that's going to get nervous or stressed about the championship situation. But so, what do you what do you do for the next few weeks here, waiting for this? I mean, you you guys haven't been there yet, so you got to wait for the test day. Is it just a waiting game for you? How do you handle it mentally? Um, yeah, I mean, you just go through it as as usual. Uh, you know, it's nice to get a break for the guys. I mean, they, these three in a row stretches are tough for everyone. So. Uh, everyone will get a break, go home, reset. Um, it's my girlfriend's birthday next weekend, so we're going to hang out and go to Maine. So I'm, I'm just chilling and having a good time. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll show up in Laguna ready and uh, do everything we can to win. There's no point getting nervous. You have to go into it trying to win a race like you would every other weekend. And if we can do that, then the rest is out of our control. Question down in front on the right. Felix, um I think you're ahead in the Rookie of the Year again. I'm wondering how much, if at all, that matters to you, or are you just thinking about wanting to get the best result in the last race, no matter whether you win or not? 
Uh, I mean, I'm pretty hungry for a win. You know, we've been kind of close two times. I thought Mid-Ohio was definitely closer, but, you know, we've definitely been there. Uh, and we've been there on merit as well. It hasn't been like a fluke result. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm definitely aiming for a win in Laguna. And when we tested there in January, I thought it felt... Our car felt good. Obviously, it was really cold, so probably not much to read into it. But it's an awesome track, and I think it suits my style. And also, it's it's new for everyone, which probably benefits me because you know many drivers here have done a bunch on most tracks. Uh, so yeah, you know, all in for Laguna. The old guys have raced there, bro. <laughs> the rookie of the year. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, normally we would care more about the real championship, but we're we're not fighting for it, so the Rook of the Year is definitely a fun bonus uh, championship, and it's been pretty good. You know, it's been a lot of good drivers. Uh, you know, Santino and Marcus and uh, Colton, and you know, every one of them being very quick. So it's going to be hard, but I think we took a good leap today. So I'm not sure how the points are looking, but yeah. What? I was just reminding him that like the old dudes have raced there a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. We'll take a question back here from Wolfgang, and then we'll dismiss class. Yeah, question for you, Felix. Uh, many years ago, your countryman, Stefan Johansson, living now in America, raced here in Schemke. It was a totally different era and different cars. Nevertheless, is he giving you some advice when you're going to circuits which are unknown for you, ne never raced before? Well, I think Stefan and I are probably working more outside the technical stuff. Uh, I mean, he's definitely an awesome driver. He's done a good, uh, couple, uh, really good things. But uh, yeah, he's not really giving me any advice on track anymore. I think we passed that point. Uh, it's more Dario looking after that bit. Thanks. Thanks, Alex and Felix. See you in a couple of weeks. Thank you. We have in the press conference room willpower, not grumpy willpower like yesterday. You have happy willpower. He's, yeah. It's a, it's a different approach today, and you feel really yep. good about this one. This is a convincing win. Mm. Yes. So, Elaborate a little no. bit more. How about this? Now, no. six, sixth all-time with uh, IndyCar victories with 37 tied for Sebastian Bourdais. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, definitely a, a great day. I um, was obviously disappointed not getting pole, making that mistake yesterday, but uh, as you see, you never know how races can turn out, and it um, uh, turned out great for us. You saw, Will, you saw uh, Scott Dixon pull off the racetrack. That changes the dynamic. Yes. What was your approach at that point? Well, yeah, I was trying to uh, pull as big a gap to Felix as possible. He was... Um, uh, 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 you know, he's kind of pressuring me. So, and he had a, went a lap longer too. So I thought if he gets us, goes a lap longer, he could jump us. So I need to pull at least a three-second gap um, to cover the the pit sequence. And uh, all through the season, as you were not winning races, you said this these things can turn like that. Mm -hmm. Now you've won two of the last three and have a lot of momentum to carry into Laguna. Yeah, no question. This. It's crazy how things don't fall your way and then they start falling your way. I mean, it just, it just goes through cycles. Obviously, at the beginning of this year, I was doing everything I could to try to win races. It just wasn't happening. So um, now things start to fall your way. The hard work kind of pays off and, uh, yeah, just drained and happy.
<laughs> drained and happy. Questions? Start right down here in front with Jason. I will. Congratulations. You're one of the handful of drivers that used to race at PIR in the other series. Yeah. How great, how gratifying is it to actually not only set the pole record last year, fast lap record here, but now be a victor here. Is there any sentimentality with winning in Portland because of your history here? You were fast yeah, back then too, I thought. I would say. Yeah, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of uh, IndyCar history here. There's been some great races and great drivers win at this track, so it has a history and Growing up as a kid, these were the tracks that you looked at. You know, it's like Long Beach, Portland, um, you know, Cleveland. We don't go to anymore, but Road America. I mean, these tracks are the ones that you really want to win at, just because of the history of the sport. So, um, yeah, very happy to have. I love winning at tracks that I haven't won at to, to add it to my uh, list. Wolfgang here in the back. Yeah, I have two again. Sorry. <laughs> First of all, real congratulations. Uh, from lap 40 till, I think, 51 or 52, you were behind Dixon before he pulled in the pits with this battery problem. Was there any moment during this lapse when you followed Dixon to attack him, or was there a chance that you could attack him? No, we had to wait. Like, our car was really good the second half of a stint um, on blacks. You know, and I think that's, you can see Felix really fell off with the second half. And I'm guessing the Dixon's car would have been similar. So that was going to be our chance to, to get him. But obviously he fell out. And the second question from qualifying to race day, did the team make any significant changes to the car? I, yeah, I did. I did. I, based on my race last year, um, the car was different. On your right with Tony. Oh, well, if memory serves, didn't you have your first champ car test here back, like, oh, five, I think? Where are some of your... Actually, that's true. Yeah. This was my very first track I ever drove at in the U.S. That was my first test. I forgot that. It was the first place I came to, so it's quite... It's awesome to win here. I remember that, going down the back straight, thinking to myself, I could get paid to do this. It was a great feeling because the cars had so much power. It was just like, man getting paid to do this, this would be awesome. And uh, it actually happened, so it's great. Pig. Question down in front here with Bruce. A couple of weeks ago over at your shop when you had talked about you had a year in 2013 like this where you just couldn't win and then all of a sudden you finished with win, win, win. Is this, yeah. starting, to, is this starting to look a lot like 2013? Yeah, it is actually. You know, it's... Um, yeah, strong results. Mid-Ohio was strong, finished uh, fourth there. And, uh, obviously won at Pocono and crashed out last week, but uh, won here. So, yeah, uh, definitely looking that way. It'd be really nice to win in Laguna. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we'll see. On your right. Um, would it have been uh, easy to switch to a three-stop strategy if that's uh, the way things had gone? Because you look really aggressive on the first restart, getting past Jack, uh, repassing Jack. Um, were you ready to go flat out if that's what the uh, herder and Dick yeah, had done? it was an obvious two-stop at that point. Once we had all that yellow at the beginning, it's just like this is two-stop. Uh, as soon as that, as soon as I saw ten laps of yellow, I'm like, yes, yeah, everyone's doing can almost run hard on a two-stop. You didn't have to save much at all. 
So yeah, you can almost bank on every year someone breaking too late in that first chicane. Every year. It's nuts. Everyone just doesn't... I know what it is. It's deceiving or something. As you're coming to the breaking mark, there's always some... I don't know what happened, but I'm guessing someone hit the back of someone who hit the back of someone. It's just... Yeah, standard Portland first turn. People can't help themselves. I'm not saying it's anyone's fault. It just happens year after year. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Over here on your left with Chris. Uh, Will, how much concern did you have going to the last restart there with just a few laps to go with Felix oh, right yeah, behind you? Yeah, I was... I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. It's never easy. Um, but I was very determined to get a good restart. Like I said, I'm thinking, I'm not making this easy for anyone, so I made sure I went well. And I think Felix's tyres had dropped quite a bit anyway, so there wasn't much he could do. Uh, my car still felt really good. Question in the second row here on your right. Will, with all of your victories, the Indy 500, your great career, do you ever take a, st a moment to step back and just kind of reflect on what you've been able to accomplish in your driving career here with IndyCar? Uh, yeah, I do. Actually, you know what? I, I get very disappointed in my career because of some of the things I've let go. You know, I feel like I should have been champion more times. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that, you're, you know, like after you win the 500, you're very satisfied with your career, and that fades away. And then you, the next year you're like, man, I need to start winning races. And you get just... As disappointed sometimes you can forget that you've had a great career but um, it's a tough series it's tough to tough to win races so any win you get you just you know you're over the moon but any win I get at the moment and any poll I get you know the polls get me closer to Mario's all-time record and any win I get moves me up the all-time list and uh, you know I think you'd be lying if you don't look at that stuff at times you don't think about it when you're driving but I know Dixon would most definitely look at that stuff too. He might say he doesn't, but, you know, because you're up with amongst drivers that you uh, idolise as, as a kid. So it just kind of is surreal that you can put yourself up amongst when you hear names like Mario Andretti, AJ Foyt, Michael Andretti, um, you know, the Unzers. You know, these names are just, uh, for me, people that will always seem above me because they use, it's someone you idolise as a kid so when you can put your it doesn't seem right to have your name amongst them you know what I mean when you've really idolised someone even if you're at the same level reached the same level as them in your career but it just doesn't feel like you're still feels like they're you know above you you know untouchable Does that push you more? No, I think it just, uh, I just think you, um, I just think com competition and winning is what drives me. I, I love, love, love to win and, you know, the, the, the stats are just a, a bonus um, that you could look at later in life and go, you know, wow, that was a good career. Yeah. We'll take our last one here from Bruce. Top five drivers, all-time victories, you know, and the names were always AJ and Mario. Conceivably, when you get into the top five, it'll be you and Scott Dixon. Yeah. So what does that say about the, this generation of drivers when you look at the whole history of the sport? 
Well, yeah, when you look at, that's what I've been thinking lately. I said, you're going to look at this generation as one of those generations when you had, you know, AJ, Mario, um, the answers as, you know, with Dixon and, you know, I'm sure Rossi and Newgarden and these guys are going to be around for a long time. Um, you know, that's going to be an era that kids look up to like, wow, that was a great era of competitive IndyCar racing, probably the most competitive era ever. So, um, yeah, I've kind of been thinking that. Like, when you look at the field, the series, the teams now, um, it's just so cool to be a part of it right now. And it's growing, and um, the continuity of drivers, new teams coming in, it's, it's fantastic. Well said. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank, thank you.